What's up, everybody? Welcome to the HDS Listening, episode 18, recording on May 4th, 2017. I'm your host, Tashi. With me, as always, the strong side. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we've got some special guests joining us all the way from the United Kingdom. Our first guest is esports produ- broadcaster and production at Gfinity. Very fancy title. Mark Onset Hatcher. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Our other, our other guest is a community manager and talent at ESL. You know him as Sims. It's Richard Sims. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I knew that was coming, dude. I absolutely knew All that right, was coming. We have to coming. fill everyone in on the inside <laughs> joke. Everyone makes fun of Mike because he intros the show or really everything with, hey, how's it going? What's going on, guys? And so now they're just ripping on him, which is kind of mean because Mike's a nice guy and they're yeah, just dude. like... It's just my, it's my classic nice opener. Nice, uh, Please Mike's don't defend classic Mike. Okay, so listen, we need to get this straight. Like, everyone says Mike's a nice guy. Everyone says Dave Walsh is a nice guy. They're the Those worst nice guys you'll ever meet. We're on, the, we're on the back now, guys. Honestly, they are the two most cruel and horrible people you will ever meet in your life. It's not honestly. true. I would say Walsh is. I don't think Mike is. Walsh, has no, I feel like Walsh doesn't have an off button. He's just, like, always on watch trying to buffalo people or prank people. <laughs> I think the reason, Sims, you have this feeling is because you've been buffaloed so many times by Walsh <laughs> and a few true. times by me. Yeah, I'll go with that one. He goes, yeah. Although it's not, it's still not as bad as uh, Golden Boy. Golden Boy has been done pretty hard in the past. I, I think you guys are pretty neck and neck. All I know is someone's getting buffaloed on broadcast this weekend, and I can't wait. I can't That's wait. Wow. Okay. I mean, just. Be careful what chair you drink with. That's all I got to say there. Uh, let's go through. <laughs> let's go through the rundown. Uh, Daytona's next week, so we're going to be talking about obviously Daytona all all episode long. Uh, we'll get into the North American rosters, come up with some predictions, kind of see where the lay of the land is now with all the roster shuffle and their new settings, really. So um, it's going to be an exciting season, and you know we couldn't kick it off better than with an open land at Daytona. Uh, we'll get into some listener questions, uh, and then we'll sign off. So to kick things off, uh, the first question I have is, um, you know, it's awesome to have, you know, both of you guys and also Harry uh, casting the event. We'll have a bunch of UK guys, a bunch of your uh, North American guys. Feels like a good opportunity for perhaps a 3v3 casters. Um, so I just wanted to kind of go through the teams, the caster teams, and, you know, describe what roles each of you are. So Team Europe for casters, you have Sims, Onset, Harry, uh, we have three roles. Um, you have carry, you have support, and then you have lead boots. So I need you guys to determine. <laughs> fill in the roles on that team for you guys. Have you I'm seen this, Rich? They're trying to drive a divide between us already. Before you even <laughs> get No, I'm going to ask Mike the same question. I'm going to ask Mike the same question. Let's be happy about this one. I'll set the lead boots. All right, good, because that saved me a job of having to pretend yeah. that you know, it was anyone else. Uh, uh, I'll be support, and then we got to give Wonder Boy the carry because really? he's been grinding, man. Okay, like he's yeah. been streaming every day. He grinds. He's champ in the HCS. Players, really, man. you know the guys who's carrying? Guys he, a god. He did get carried though. Let's make that point. <laughs> he did get carried, Rich, but we'll Rich still give him his props. That point. He did get carried. Uh, all right, Mike. So I guess the team has to be like, I would say you, Walsh, Golden Boy. All right, hit me. Well, we knew we knew it was lead boots on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Golden Boy's got to be the lead boots on this one. Yeah. And then I'd say uh, taking a look at Walsh's uh, service record the other day, I'm going to say he'll probably be support. 
and then I'll be the carry. What if Walsh is lead boots? I wow, mean, it's possible. I think Golden Boy's been grinding some. I've seen him stream. It's very possible. Thinking about it, I don't know. I I, I can't put Dave in that spot. <laughs> it's Dave knows Halo. He plays Halo, so I I, I can't see him being the lead boots. And then predictions. Let's say best of five series. What are we at, guys? Five mil a year. Well, <laughs> five. We play five all five years, games. Like not even trying. <laughs> we wouldn't even stop at three. We'd just plow through all five, and it would be five. Yeah, zero. exactly. <laughs> I don't know. They've got. It's, I think it'd be. I think we'd at least take a game. I think it'd be a lot closer than maybe even a game or two. Remember, this is. It's only Mike in there. You've really got to worry about. See, Rich, do you remember like when we did the warm-up games in London? They lose one game, they start falling apart. So, you know, if we win that first game, like they're going to fall yeah. apart. They're going to start complaining to each other. That's the chance. If we win that game one, we'll, we'll, it's clean sweep. It's a clean I, sweep. I will say, if Harry's a champ, he's the only champ out of the bunch. I'm actually, now we, now we come to think about it, I'm actually a little bit more confident. Yes, you are right. Dave does know how to play Halo, but I, I don't know. We've run games as, as a caster trio before, and we do smack some kids around from time to time. Okay. Eh, we'll see then. I think we'll have to do that. We I should do it as like to. a uh, like part of the pre-show. Just put it I'm on bringing my, my controller. Put it on my Twitch. My first time yeah, on main stage. Bring... <laughs> <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> and then uh, maybe, Sorry, I maybe to round out the teams, we get Unishek on North American team. What do you think, Sims? Oh, I'm, no. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not playing. I, I can't deal with that. <laughs> it's already going to be sweaty in Daytona just because of the weather. Adding Unishek to the mix. As soon as you throw John in there, things just get out of control and take another step kind of into the competitiveness and beyond. <laughs> yeah, I quite like speaking to John. If we did actually beat them, then I you know, I wouldn't get to speak to John for the rest of the weekend because he'd just ignore me. And, you know, I think it's probably best if, he, if he's not involved. <laughs> Saying that, we're not playing Halo 4, so... Yeah, it will nice. That's <laughs> true. I need to make sure he listens to this show now. He's gonna he's gonna DM you immediately. Um, all right, let's move on. So I want to talk about today. Roster lock um, closes in North America at the end of the day. But looking at Halo Data Hive, which is collecting all the awesome scrim stats, uh, we can kind of get a good peek into what the team rosters are shaping up to be. So I wanted to kind of go through each of the rosters, talk about the the team changes that they made. Uh, and kind of determine what the real impact is, if any. And I think the big question really is, you know, just to talk, get right into it, your top three teams from Halo World Championship, Envy, Liquid, and Optic, have not changed their rosters, as far as we know. Unless some crazy stuff goes down tonight and lethal bails like he did, EG, <laughs> last year. But, um, <laughs> I mean, looking at the fourth place team, Straight Rippin', you have, just as a reminder, you have Heinz, Ace, APG, and they've added Dinoxide um, in favor of Renegade, who was on there. How are you guys thinking about this team? Is I mean, do you see this as a team now that can break into that top three, or maybe they'll drop down? How do you guys going to see straight now amongst the pack? I'll let you go first, Rich. Uh, it's it's a hard one because we, we're straight. I've always been one to kind of... <sighs> Every single event... I have counted these guys out of my top four. Yeah. And time and time again, they always, always, always prove me wrong. I think they're a very much a, a land team that just live off the environment and thrive. Um, 
you know they've lost they've lost a big player. Uh, there's there's no denying it whatsoever. They've lost they've lost a lot of a lot of firepower. Um, that's definitely going to hit them hard. But the Knox had his firepower too. Yeah, it, oh, I, he's I a very dangerous that, player. I really think that the team kind of connected, and you could see that there was a lot of there was a lot of love, especially when you look back at Worlds and and Vegas. There was a lot of love and a lot of family on that roster, and everything just kind of seemed to fit together. Mm-hmm. You are right, Denoxide is a nasty little slayer, so it kind of it's it's a good trade off. But honestly, I'll I feel like I'm jinxing him a little bit. I'm just going to stick with every single time that I've predicted these guys out of top four, they've always made top four. Mm. So. I'll just keep on going with the same prediction and say I don't see him making top four, and more than likely they will do. So, um, I, I I agree. Like it's it's a it's a it's a strange change because I think it would change how they play quite a lot because Renegade was kind of that they back if you go back to St Louis when they sort of picked him up and they were playing they kind of based their game around giving him all the snipes, all the power weapons and kind of creating opportunities for him to, to do what he does. But Denoxide's a much more aggressive sort of in your face player. Mm. So in my opinion, you can kind of go one or two ways. They can kind of swarm over teams and they could dominate games. Or if they're not on the same page, which with the new team, sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit of time, then they could, um, they could struggle a little bit, but I, I have to agree with you, Rich, like, straight when they turn up at lands you know they could have lost every single scrim going into it and they'll still they'll still place top four so i don't know it's definitely one of the teams that i want to watch and see how they perform because uh, i think it's going to be really interesting to see how their play style changes my only question that kind of sits in my mind like i think renegade when you look at um their general persona and attitude kind of they're all heinz you know apg they're all very Quite, not, I don't want to say quiet guys because they do get loud and proud, but they're all very contemplated kind of personalities who sit back, take it all in, and just you know play the game. Whereas Dan, you know, even Renegade, I think that's why they kind of got on so well. He kind of fit that slot and mm-hmm. had the same mindset and same kind of persona about them. Dan's a totally different character. <laughs> Dan, is, Dan is a Dan is a character, and <laughs> he is. You know, it is a very different character compared to the other three players. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes, to be honest with you. I I think Renegade really fit the slot and really suited the team. Dan's a different one. You never know. It might go the, the complete opposite way and it might give the team a real breath of fresh air and, and really bring them to life, to be honest with you. So I want to go back and talk about kind of what uh, Onset was saying they they lost Renegade, who's kind of that the power weapon guy of the team. Uh, you always saw Heinz dropping snipe. You saw everyone letting him get rockets. Like he was pretty much the go-to guy when it came to all the power weapons. And losing that now, they they don't really have someone on the team. They they're all going to need to step up uh, on this squad because yeah, Denoxide, like you said, Mark, he's an aggressive player, kind of in your face, which could help them. But they need someone that definitely knows what to do with the power weapons. Not saying that Heinz, APG, and Ace don't know how to, but Renegade is just, I'd say I'd say he puts himself in better positions and he knows the spots where he needs to go and knows when to make those pushes. Um, between these two team changes, uh, with Splice now kind of acquiring Renegade, it feels like they got the better end of the stick here. And talking about straight always kind of being in that fourth place spot, yeah, I, even with Denoxide on the team, I don't see them beating Liquid, Envy, or Optic. I mean, even with Renegade 
on the team. They were losing 4-0 to Liquid. They've lost countless times to Envy and Optic, and then Straight is was struggling to beat crowd pleasers as well at Halo World Champs. Um, and they're they just seem like they're kind of right on that line between like fourth, fifth, and sixth. But now when you bring this new splice roster into the mix, I, I feel like they're gonna kind of overtake that that top four spot from them and also potentially give a run against Liquid and Envy for uh, going in for that second and third spot, depending on how well Renegade meshes with these guys. Uh, because you look at Splice, they can all do everything. They're all good with power weapons. They all play aggressive. They play in your face. And uh, they're just a young team that needs to to kind of um, band together more and just uh, have that uh, composure that some of these other teams have. I, I agree. Um, Splice is a really interesting roster. I mean, as far as you talk about like exciting players and an exciting roster, that, that roster is, you know, full of any player could pick up a sniper rifle or, you know, any any weapon essentially on, on Halo Five and, and do something nasty with it. Like and adding Renegade to that's gonna it's gonna only help them. But I, I've got this weird thing with Splice. Like we always say Splice are gonna do do really well, you know, on paper they look great, but they've never really been close to that top three again. You know, I don't know if adding Renegade is going to push them into that top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot comes down to a, a player that doesn't really get talked about in that squad, which is Shooter. You know, he's been probably the most consistent performer on that splice lineup out of all of the players. Um, so I think it's down to, you know, Shotzi had a, a, a pretty quiet Worlds. Um, you know, Renegade... We know what he can do, but shoot is the player on that squad for me. And Bibi Dubu has been a little bit, you know, hit and miss again. You know, look back at Worlds, it didn't have, you know, the best of performances that he's had in, in tournaments. So yeah, I think shoot is kind of the glue. And I think it's up to the other players to to kind of add a level of consistency to their game that maybe because they're young and, you know, a little bit of inexperienced. If they add that, then that's what's going to push them into that top three, in my opinion. So I think it's just a matter of time for that squad to kind of stick and kind of get used to, to playing with each other. I agree. I think it is time. I mean, looking at some how, like, Shotzi's <clears throat> still, like, 15 years old. Renegade, I think, is 17, 18. Boo I think, is, like, 18. Like, Boo has been competing for a decent amount of time, but if you look at Renegade, it was really, like, fall season 2016 uh, is when he kind of made his way in. Shotzi, just last season with Halo World Championship, like, these guys still need time to come into their own, and they're extremely like the raw talent is through the roof on that team. So I think if they can kind of refine things, and I guess Shooter's the guy to really um, kind of hone them in, uh, I think they could be super dangerous. And we'll see what happens with the Placement Cup too this weekend, actually, because the winner there will go uh, into the uh, Pro Groups and Championship bracket at Daytona. So I mean, if, if Splice is that team, they could very well. I mean, I could see them getting top four, honestly. Like, if they yeah. put on a run, it's... and especially looking at the other field, and we'll get into the more rosters in a bit, but um, that team, to me, is, like, extremely dangerous. Splice had Halo World Champs. They beat Envy in group play. Oh, they, were, right. they were hot. They were on fire that day, and they were feeling it. Uh, the next day, they lost to, to LG. Uh, yeah. That's a perfect example, isn't it? Inconsistency that they have. Yeah. You know, if they're all playing as well as they can, they can beat the best. But we haven't seen it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's an interesting one. I mean, again, to to swap him out for, for Renegade, it's the one thing that I always said that team was kind of missing 
I don't think it's a leader as such, because as you mentioned, Shooter is a god amongst men. He's one of the best players in the world individually. I've always rated him. Even since Halo 4, the man's just, he's just been a machine non-stop. He, he never stops, to be honest with you. But I would have thought that they may have added someone to it with a more, I don't know, see, experience sounds bad, but I mean, kind of from the days gone by, you know, who's been on the main stage a fair few times, who's, who's led a team to victories, who's won championships, so on and so forth. But I suppose when you look at who's actually available, it's um, it's rather limited uh, in terms of where you pick people from. Whether or not they need to look more potentially at a coach mm. to also kind of kind of do what you know they had um, Ogre 2 doing on EG at one point. He became more of an analyst to sit back and and talk to the team, maybe bring someone in who's been there before, who's done that, talk the team through what kind of mindset they need to be approaching because it is a really young roster at the end of the day. And again, I don't want to say it's inexperienced, but certainly I don't think they've got anyone on that roster yet who's been there, done that, worn the T-shirt of of a championship. And Mm -hmm. it's... Yeah, I think it, without a doubt, the natural talent is there as a team. So long as it all comes together on the day, it, it's absolutely going to work. And it's kind of like what Mark said. I, I totally agree with that one. There is there is so much potential and we've seen it time and time again. But sometimes when it's gone to land, it's just failed to show. Mm. Another team just moving on to different roster, um, former Splice player was added. But Evil Geniuses, who have been uh, really, I would say, struggling pretty mightily uh didn't make it to hello world championship in kind of roster i don't want to say limbo but still trying to find that right formula the right the right combination to mix with roy and launchbox and you know i'm curious to know what you guys think about this new shuffle they've got going on so currently evil geniuses um at least based on halo data hive scrim uh matches looks like roy launchbox falcated and nated um yeah i mean right off the bat what do you guys think I think uh, talking about Nated, like he's an all-star player. I mean, he's been around forever. Um, the thing that kind of concerns me with him is you see him talking about and kind of tweeting stuff like that. It kind of sounds like he's done competing. And then he just kind of comes back, sneaks back in, and he hangs on for a little bit. Um, I think for him, it's just finding that uh, finding that drive, I guess, and finding that right group to, to really kind of make a push back into the top because um, honestly, Contra, I think he has one of the best shots in the game. I'd put him up there within the top five players with best pistol shots. Um, And losing that on your team, I mean, that's a big loss. You lose a a power player who you can confidently know whenever he's on the other side of the map that he's probably going to win his one on one one on one battle or whatever is that is happening over there. So you can really keep all focus on to what's happening on your side of the map. Um, so I feel like that's a big loss for this team. Um, and obviously they lost Predevinator early on. I felt like that was another loss uh, for them. So I, right now I worry with this EG squad, but um, depending on how much they practice and how much time they're going to commit and put in, I think that's really going to determine on how well this. How well this squad does, and kind of depending on how like 
uh, needed uh, mindset is kind of going into this because, I mean, we've had we have seen some awesome stories from Nate. He kind of disappears for a little bit, and then all of a sudden he comes right back in, and he's back into the top. He like just disappears for yeah. a tournament. And you're like, all right, Nate. Seems like he might be uh, might be on his way out. He even posted something saying he might like be done competing, and then next tournament he's back. Yeah. He's in the top. It's like like. It's like when Luke Skywalker takes his hood off like, <laughs> in the new film and sort of turns around. It's like, yeah. oh, he's back again. I think there's, oh, go on, Mark. Oh, it's going to, I think um, Mike hit the, there was something you said, which hit the nail on the head for me, which is how much they practice. Um, you know, you don't win games if you're not practicing, you know, this is the top, top level of Halo. You, you can only go so far with what you've, what you've done previously and you know what you know about the game you need to practice you need to grind if you were to say to me a fully practiced Roy lunchbox uh nadine falcated like a genuinely fully practiced team that's a scary scary lineup but is it the lunchbox that we knew is it the Roy we know is it you know the nadine that we knew and obviously you got falcated on the end there i i really i want them to do well uh, i think the new setting should benefit them um, I think when you watched EG playing previously, you know, on some of the other settings, Roy especially, he would dominate in a lot of his pistol battles. But if someone pulled an AR out on him, he wouldn't kind of naturally. It was it was difficult. It almost looked difficult for him to realize what was going on because he was like, oh, "I've got a pistol. Why am I getting shot by this gun?" Sort of thing. Mm. Um, so the fact that they're they're gone is 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 an advantage for those those two players especially. Um, but it, I think it just all comes down to practice. If they practice and they grind why not you know they could they're a top six team still but they're also one of those teams that if they don't i f i fear that a couple of am squads coming through who have been grinded could be looking at them and sort of you know smelling blood to be honest i think there's two more things that we kind of need to touch on as well importantly kind of what mike um alluded to and you were talking about contra um in particular Contra is a beast one one v one the man is gonna you know he's gonna fight you every single time he has a an absolutely ridiculous shot on him. I don't necessarily think, and again, you can't lay the blame to any one person here. It's it's a it's a team effort. But I don't necessarily think it was the individual skill, and I still don't think it's the individual skill. I think with Evil Geniuses, it's been finding four players that just mesh well together. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of, of roster shuffling all over the place with this team. Um, there seems to be a lot of question marks when you watch some of the scrims, for instance. We'll always remember the uh, the forty nine forty nine charge. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it's whether or not it's it's more about the teamwork and the need to find those players that just seem to click. And when they get that into place, and every player knows what other player wants to do, I think they'll be they'll be looking for a lot more success because I still. And I haven't seen any of the recent scrims from EG, so I, I'm not going to comment on how things are going for them at the moment. But I still think it's it's finding them teammates that just sit well with Royal Lunchbox. There's no there's no question in their ability. There's no question in Nated's ability. Not, no question in Falcated's ability. It's whether or not the team ability as as a four comes together. And then on top of that, again, Mike, you mentioned attitude. We do see in this EG roster, hey, it's brotherly love. It happens. Arguments do flare up. But if that goes flying down the line, you know, 
what does Falcate say? Is he going to be sat there in the middle of argument? What effect? Do, what <laughs> kind of knock-on effects? Yeah, what's that mean? What knock-on yeah. effect does that have then onto Nadid's mental game? This there's a there's a bit of a recipe for a lot of frustration and a lot of anger on that team. And if if they just play the game and just crack on with it, I think they could do well. There's there's a lot of individual talent. I'm always excited to see these guys play. And as Mark said, I'm even more excited now to see Roy Lunchbox and Nadid play on these new settings. And there's a hell of a lot of people because I really do think, you know, you've got your God teams, you've got Envious, you've got Optic, you've got Liquid. They're going to be up there no matter what time of day it is. But I think with some of the teams as we go down, some of the individual players, it's just going to raise their game and raise the bar so much more. Yeah, I'm curious to see, um, you know, how they stack up against, you know, your kind of four through eight teams. Um, I mean, looking at another team that made a shuffle is LG, Luminosity. Um, mm. On that squad right now, you've got Ninja, Victory, Saiyan, and Trippy. And they added Trippy back. Looks like they dropped uh, L-Town. Um, I mean, this move in particular, like, do you feel like this is a move that could break them into the top four? They've kind of been fifth, sixth all season for Halo World Championship, and I think they they performed better than most expected them to. I think people were thinking, oh, top eight for LG, they haven't done anything really impressive, and then they kind of just like clutch up on LAN and pull out like amazing victories, but they just can't break into that top four. Like, Do you think this is the roster that does it? And compared to the rest of the pack, like... You know, can they take down a straight for top four? Like, if Splice makes it into the champ bracket, can they take down a Splice? Um, I I think they could. I think the most one of the most underrated players in the HCS at the moment is the man who's been added to this roster, which is Saiyan. Like, if you watch his gameplay, the guy is an absolute machine. Like, he doesn't miss bullets. And he's, uh, he's, you, one thing that always stands out to me is the character of players when you listen to them in game and you kind of, you watch scrims and, and you hear them communicating. And he is the kind of, that optic level of calmness, you know, that you hear that optic and liquid calmness. He, he has that sort of composure about him where he doesn't get flustered by situations. He knows what he wants to do. If he dies or he gets, you know, for whatever reason, gets outshot or outplayed or whatever, he's always, he doesn't worry about that. He doesn't complain. He just gets on with the game. And, I think he's the real key um, to this squad. L-Town, you know, I, I hate to say it, but he didn't have the greatest of worlds. Um, you know, he, statistically, we're talking, he didn't he didn't put up the best stats, but also there was a few, you know, a few plays that he made that didn't quite go his way. Whereas Saiyan is, again, he's been really consistent from what I've seen from him so far. It's just about whether he can bring that into, you know, the tournament setting. Again, it, it's the big question mark. Everyone can do it at home. Can you do it in a tournament setting? If he can perform, I mean, I don't like comparing scrim results online because it's online. You know, it's it's not the same as tournaments, but they've been putting up some pretty good results online. Um, so it's just a case of if they can bring that into the tournament, I think that there's always a team at a tournament that other teams don't want to play. And I feel like Luminosity could be that squad at Daytona. Yeah, but taking a look at the Trippy pickup here as well, um, they played with Trippy back at St. Louis. Uh, that was L-Town, Victory, Ninja, and Trippy. Yes, Sane wasn't on this squad, but they ended up placing 7th and 8th. Um, so, you know, I, I need I need to see more from Trippy is pretty much what I'm saying here because uh, 
Last time they had Trippy, they were at seventh, eighth. After that, they've they've kind of like fixated themselves in this fifth, sixth spot. So they're slowly kind of creeping back up. So is picking up Trippy going to take them a, another step back, or could this be the one that takes them that step forward? Um, I I feel like kind of looking at this roster, I feel like this is this is a roster that's kind of at that fifth, sixth spot. This is kind of like uh, where they've just kind of planted themselves. And um, yeah, we might see some very close matches uh, with potentially straight or splice. Um, but when it comes down to it, it just seems like at that moment, LG has never been able to to capitalize and, and win that match to take them into the top four. It's like there's like a wall right in front of them and they're just not able to break through that right now. Um, but yeah, if Trippy. If Trippy's learned a lot, maybe that will do it for him. I I think this is the roster. I think these are coming top four at this event. I I generally have a lot of high hopes for this team, and I honestly think this is a this is a really really good squad. Um, I do think it's a good change. Uh, I absolutely love Sal to death, but I do think it is a good change, and I do think it will only improve this roster. Um. I'm just I'm really excited. I do I do think this is the one to bring them that top four and kind of bring them a little bit closer to the top three and those because we do know I think it's fair to say amongst us all we can say the top three still seems a little bit locked and mm-hmm. a, just a, a definitely a step above the rest. Um, but I do think alongside this is one of the teams that has benefited quite a lot, especially when you look. You know, I mean, Victory X is just still. He's still alive. He's still doing what he he does, just as good as he did it yeah. back many many years ago. The man is a monster. He's so good. He's, he's so good on the news ends as well. He's like. incredible. <laughs> but I, when you look at this team as a whole, like especially someone like Ninja, who is an aggressive player, he's in your face. These settings, they work for him even more now. You know, he can do a lot more stuff than what he did before. You don't have to worry about the orders. You don't have to worry about sprinting with the radar. He can at least now sit back a little bit, take a bit, a few more seconds without being seen, without being poked out, so to speak, and just get stuck in and kind of play how he used to play because, you know, I, the, his play style's been brilliant, don't get me wrong, even through Worlds, even throughout every single setting, he's been he's been absolutely fantastic. But I do think this is one of the teams that really benefits more from the settings. Do you think, you're talking about how the top three is locked. I think a, a lot of us would definitely agree with that. Optic, Envy, Liquid or have kind of, there are a few steps ahead of the rest of the, the other teams right now. Um, and you're you're saying LG is going to place top four. Do you think they're a team that can break into the top three and take down Liquid Envy or Optic? It, it's difficult to say. I'd, uh, on paper, I'd say no, because I still think top three is locked. Um, I think this weekend is the proving point. You know, we're moving from online, we're moving to LAN. And this weekend's good. Honestly, it, it's... It's going to be wild. You know, there is so much difference. One, the settings. Two, a few team changes here and there. Nothing too major. But, and and then three, we're on LAN as well. It's it's going to be fun. I think there's going to be a lot of different stuff. And I'm just intrigued to see if anyone takes the step up from being a mediocre sixth, seventh team to just all of a sudden blowing it out of the water with these new settings and just going full-blown non-stop and cracking top three i hope i hope we do see a team do that but to answer your question uh tldr no at the moment for me 
I still think it's Optic Envy Liquid who are up there just battling along. But it's nice to see, especially when you look at some of the scrim reports as well, that you do have other teams playing them. You know, you do have straight playing Optic. You do have all these other teams playing one another, LG playing Liquid. Um, so it's not just those three practicing against one another. It is quite spread out. So everyone's getting a feel for one another at the moment. And yeah, I think this is some, apart from when I look towards Worlds, this is some of the most excited I've been to to watch and cast an event, to be honest with you. It's going to be wild. So looking at the uh, top three, I mean, we can kind of ignore Optic right now because I don't think, they're to me on another level in this game. Uh, Envy and Liquid are, I would say, the two of the vulnerable teams. Uh, we've seen them lose matches. Envy lost, um, you know, to splice a Halo World Championship. So they've had moments where they've wavered. Um, where do you rank those two teams amongst each other? Obviously, throughout Halo World Championship qualification, Liquid was solidified as the number two seed. And then Envy came along and they had an amazing loser's bracket run at Halo World Championship Finals. And now it seems like they're the second place team. How do you guys, I mean, where do you guys put those two teams? Um, for me, at the moment, I see Envy ahead of Liquid, um, especially with the new settings. Um, there's, a, there's a man called Eric Rona that you might have heard of. He's, he's called Snipe Down. And that guy loves to flank. And the fact that he can now do that again and he can bring what was such a huge part of his game back into Halo 5. Like, that really, for me, separates Envy. And what, one thing that kind of highlighted that to me is when they were scrimming Optic recently, you know, Snipedown put up, I don't know, 20 kills on a Regret Slayer. They won the game pretty convincingly. And Frosty was saying at the end of, at end of the scrim, dude, we need to call out Snipedown. Like, we need to make a point of calling out Snipedown. And that takes me right back to those Halo 3 days, if you remember, mm-hmm. when, like, people were calling out, like, Neighbor and, and players like that. And, like, the sneaky players yeah, was yeah. always behind players. Find Neighbor, find um, Neighbor, yeah. Yeah, exactly, find Neighbor. So, like, the fact that that's come back and people are having to be aware of, of players like Snipedown who are always flanking, always getting angles, and, and basically using the position to the best of their advantage, you know, I think... Snipedown will be more of the player now than he was on the previous settings, which is scary. That is really scary. It it always kind of makes me laugh a little bit though when it comes to Team Liquid. Like some of the I mean, again, it's online, so we can only take so much and we don't know what goes on in all these games, but they'll they'll happily like not struggle, but certainly kind of tie it up or not, you know, 8-5 against Luminosity, for example, 7-5 against Evil Geniuses. We keep talking about these other teams that will take games off of them. Then they'll play Optic and they'll tie it up 6-6. It's like, yeah. it's as if when the pressure's really on and they're playing the big boys, they they then turn on Team Liquid God Mode and just step it up that one, you know, that tiny bit more. Um, I mean, I, something I kind of want to ask you and I'll, I'll get... As a as a former pro, Mike, you know we keep saying with these new settings, this team's going to work. This this team's going to do better with these new settings. This player's going to get better. Optic is still up there. Optic is still smashing people around. We've adjusted the radar. We've taken out the automatics. Nothing's changed for that roster. Do you personally, as an individual person, and kind of thinking back to your playing days? Do you think it's going to change that much from the player experience or and and the team experience? Or do you think it's just going to be from what the viewer sees? I definitely think gameplay is going to change a little bit. I mean, you're looking at 
players having to be better at shooting with their pistol from a close range and having their shot, their their own personal shot is going to truly shine here. Where where we're always talking about these guys have the best pistol shot or these guys would be in the top five. Those guys are going to definitely shine a lot more now uh, with with them going to have to use the pistol at all times here. When you cut a corner, not being able to switch out to that AR, uh, you're going to have to have that precision to pick up that five shot before the other guy hits that five shot uh, if you're in that one-on-one close encounter battle. Um, I still think the, the overall concept for a lot of these is not going to change. When you look at something as classic as the Coliseum CTF spawn trap. You're you're going to see that that same setup. And you're going to see that same setup for strongholds on the rig, the same setup on Slayer on on uh, Truth, the same you're going to see a lot of these played very similar, uh, but what we're going to see that's changed is just like certain plays being made. Uh, Mark, you're talking about flanks with snipe down. Yeah, we're going to see a lot more flanks happen. Uh, a lot more uh, a lot more plays, individual plays, I think, is what we're going to see kind of change the most. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, the game modes are the game modes. You're, you're not going to all of a sudden on Plaza want to hold the yard and and hold on bo- um, bottom mid. You're still want to go to hold the nest and, and basement. Um, most of that's still going to stay the same, but uh, this is where we really see who's going to shine with uh, their shot and uh, still, a lot more teamwork is going to be needed um, since it's just pistols. You don't have people um, kind of sneaking around to get into a close encounter AR battle. Um, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, I didn't know if like because I know I'm I'm probably a, a bad habit of doing it, but I keep thinking like oh, this person's going to be a beast when when we go to, you know with these new settings. This team's going to be doing this, but in theory it's like it's not changed anything when you look at the top the top players and the top teams are still the top players and the top teams so yeah they, whether they or not have... these settings are actually going to make any difference to how we you know these teams that we've known throughout the course of Halo 5 I definitely agree from a, an individual stance there'll be a few players that just it makes a slight being... difference I guess and it's like you have the teamwork or you don't have the teamwork and you you know the setups yeah. to the run and you know what to do when you're put into a bad situation. You look at Optic Gaming, when they go all four down, that guy that first spawns up, he knows exactly what he's going to do right off the spawn. Uh, you look at other teams, other teams kind of are thrown off, and then you see them constantly go all four down, all four down, all four down, because they don't they don't have the strategy uh, to know what to do in that type of scenario. Um, and that's, yeah, that just goes into, yeah, the knowledge outside of shooting skill, the knowledge of the game, the knowledge of each game mode and what to do in all these scenarios. Uh, it goes into a lot more depth. And um, that's funny because I, I was actually playing uh, this morning um, and someone asked me a, that similar question, how much of it is shooting skill? And it's like, once you get to the top, shooting skill can only take you so far. Mm-hmm. It all mm-hmm. comes down to teamwork and strategy um, and being able to be in sync uh, throughout each game mode. You think that's what really separates then the top three teams from the rest? It's that next level teamwork and the next level strategy. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, just knowing what your teammate's going to do and having that trust. Um, kind of talking about when you have a teammate pushing on the other side of the map, and maybe all three of your other guys are are pushing on the opposite. Kind of having that trust and 
knowing that that guy that's by himself is going to be able to kind of take care of himself. You're not going to need to come back and help him out. And um, if you are going to, you're going to have that, that communication. But for the most part, you're going to be able to kind of make that push on the other part of the map and kind of infiltrate the other team's base or kind of push them back and kind of sandwich them from both sides. Uh, and it's, it, it is all of this, but then on top of that, it's quickness. Being able to react so fast because Halo 5 is a very fast game. You're going to see, uh, even though uh, there are no ARs and the radar's a little bit bigger, people are still going to be sprinting forward when that opening happens. You get one down and mm-hmm. you have the advantage, that's when you need to flush. And uh, some teams react two, three seconds slower, and that that's a make-or-break situation. I think the one thing that stands out for me on the new settings is there's no kind of, you know, I'm doing the inverted commas thing here, but like guaranteed kills. Like if there's someone halfway that half shields around a corner, like you used to be able to just pretty much guarantee you get that kill by walking around and, and using your AR and just finishing off that kill. Whereas now every battle, like every shot matters. And I think you'll we'll see more clutch um, sort of clutch plays in this game. Like imagine in a stronghold, if a player He's trying to cap a stronghold. Another player is trying to trying to battle him, and he's lower shields. He can still win that battle instead of guaranteeing that kill with the AR. So I think there's going to be so many game changing moments, which are just through those individual battles. That's that's what I'm most excited to see. No, it's going to be an amazing tournament. I want to I want to quickly touch on the crowd pleasers roster, and then let's get into predictions to wrap the show. Uh, crowd pleasers at the moment, based on scrims, is Kratos, Straitsick, Suspector, and Spartan. Uh, Kratos and Straitsick being the core two that stuck from Halo World Championship. Uh, if you remember, they had Nated and Dinoxide on the team. Uh, so now they've added Suspector and Spartan. Interesting dynamic there. I think you know Spartan and Suspector teamed uh, last season for the Halo World Championship on Allegiance. Kratos and Suspector have a history there as well. So, uh, I mean, what do you guys think of this dynamic? Uh, I think that this is the kind of got to prove yourself as players kind of roster, to be honest. Um, a lot of these players have found themselves where they are because they haven't performed on other teams for whatever reason, in my opinion. Um, so it's time for them all to sort of get themselves in gear and, and really step it up. I mean, you know, Spartan's had some fantastic tournaments in the past, but he's had some really quiet tournaments recently. Um, you could say this the same about some of the other players on that squad, Spectre, you know, came second at Halo World Championships 2016. Has he put up any huge performances since then? It's a question mark. Um, so this is a kind of time to prove um, would be a better better team name for them because they, they do need to kind of reestablish themselves as those top players. Um, and it's an interesting chemistry on this lineup, isn't it? You know, you've got, You've got Kratos, obviously. He's going to get really loud. Spartan gets really loud when they're doing well. Um, Suspect is a calm guy. It's, I, I, just, I just worry that if they lose a couple of games, it could kind of fall apart a little bit. Um, that, I don't know. That's my thoughts on it anyway. Rich, what do you think? I I like it. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a nice, cheeky little rust. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Spartan fan. I'm a big... Uh, a big Corey fan, big straight sick fan. I think these two could really pair off and really work well together. Kind of like what Mark says, though. It's you know Spartan and Suspector. They've had a they've had a rough season, and obviously they're now playing with two people that actually knocked them out. 
essentially back at Vegas, um, yeah, which was sure. a, which was a wild game to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I I think what you said there is right, Mark. It is a time for this team to kind of prove itself to get you know to get to Daytona and really stamp themselves on that pro spot, really stamp themselves as a top top five, top six pro team and beyond. What it's going to be like going up against the big dogs on planet, you know, if it is going to be the first event together, I think it'll be a make or break situation. I think if they if they have a bit of a flop, which we have seen, I think, oh guys, my memory is appalling here. We did see Allegiance originally go to an event and everyone predicting them, I think like top top six, and did they end up coming top 10 or top eight at one point yeah. in one of the events? I can't remember off the top of my head which event it was, but so we have seen some of these players flop before. Um, but there's, again, there's raw talent. There's there's a lot of drive on this team as well. I, I do think there's a, you know, Spartan is always wanting to prove himself better. He's always wanting to drive forward and, and get, you know, better his, his last LAN event. So credit to him for that one and push forward. Um, straight sick and Kratos, they've got solid heads on them. It, you know, I know Kratos gets a, a lot of, a lot of stick online and he, you know, he, he loves to play the bad guy at the end of the day, but he's, he's, a, he's a damn good player no matter what anyone says about him and, and he knows what he's doing. He's, he's pretty damn smart and, you know, you got Spectre in there as well. They're all good, solid players. Again, it's kind of like EG. If it all comes together on the day and all the ingredients are right and it all comes together, I do, I do think it'll be good. I think it'd be a nice little roster and uh, yeah, I can... I, I can see a top six finish out of that one. Okay. You know what's interesting? Kind of after talking about all these changes, uh, we don't see commonly in this mix of players. No. Uh, so that's kind of that's a little bit interesting to me. I'm curious on why that is. Um, if players, I guess, don't think that he can compete at the high level anymore um, or what that is, because I've seen commonly play incredible Halo. Uh, in the past, that's so many events. Um, so I think that's super interesting to me. Nothing to take away from the crowd pleasers roster, but I was just thinking about that kind of going through every team that we looked at. Uh, but talking about, yeah, the crowd, ple- crowd pleasers roster, um, yeah, it still feels like they're, they're that team that's, uh, yeah, just kind of right on the fence right now. Uh, Spartan kind of fell out of the mix there with Commonly as well. Um, and they've really, yeah. Mark, you said that they've got to prove themselves right now. They've got to prove that they can kind of hang in the top. Uh, we've seen crowd pleasers fall out of the top eight before at St. Louis. Uh, they fell to that ninth through twelfth spot. Um, so I think they've got definitely a good amount of pressure on them, and uh, they they got a lot of work to do going into this event. All right, time for predictions. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Top eight for Daytona. Uh, let's do, let's let's break it down. Top three first. Uh, I'll just start first. For me. <laughs> what is it? Optic Envy Liquid. I'm I'm happy with that one, me personally. Yeah, I think it'll be Optic Envy Liquid, but I think the final will be really close. I think it'll be a really. I don't think it will be an easy Optic win. I think they'll have to work really hard for it. Okay, Mike, what do you think? Top three. I'm gonna actually go different here. I'm gonna go um, Optic Envy Splice. Is top three. Interesting. Wow. I think Renegade wow. is a big pickup for their squad. I think they can do it. Well, that would be a pretty massive upset if they did it. Um, okay, let's 
Let's just go to fourth place. Who we have for fourth? I've got, um, I've got LG in fourth for me. I'm I'm quite interested to hear Mike's because that I mean that he's putting Liquid for surely. Yep, Liquid would be fourth. Wow, I'm with Tashi. I'm I'm LG. I'm going with Splice fourth. Okay. Splice um, fourth. Let's see fifth sixth. Oh, I'm going to go, go, go LG straight. Dude, straight down there? Like, I'm reading it now. Straight and sick. This, I don't know. I, I just feel like straight have come out of some of the team changes worse. Um, they didn't have the better end of the deal, but they could prove me wrong. I don't know. I have to put them somewhere. Sorry. Straight and sick. I, <laughs> I think it'll go. If, they ma- if straight matches splice... I think straight will win. I think they'll want revenge for Renegade leaving them. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight splice. I'm actually gonna for the first time ever. I'm gonna put straight in my higher prediction. So I'm gonna go straight splice. Uh, yeah, fifth six for me is straight splice <laughs> as well. Although I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But that's my fifth six as well. Straight and splice. Straight and LG for me. Fifth six. Fifth six. Okay. Uh, seventh eighth. EG Oof. and crowd pleasers. Yeah, that's pretty much all that's left. Yeah, honestly though, I'm not sure what Rhinoob's team is right now. Yeah. But I think if Rhinoob puts together a solid squad, because you know who else we don't see on this list? We don't see Commonly. We don't see Contra. We don't see Predevinator. Oh, There's a yeah, lot of good top players out there. And I think one of these open teams is going to be fighting to get into the top eight and put up uh Put up a good fight against EG and crowd pleasers. I actually, I say seventh and eighth for these two teams, but I I think that these two teams are going to be uh, definitely uh, given a run for their money to to stay into the top eight here. Yeah, I think we're also we're, we've kind of worked on the assumption that Splice is going to win placement cup number two and go straight into the top eight. Um, but that eighth spot at Daytona, eighth overall, is still up for grabs this week, and and on Sunday we'll find out who it is. Uh, you can actually watch that on the uh, Halo Twitch channel, um, but yeah, I mean, if it's not Splice, that like, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say then. But um, yeah, I mean, there's still so much, and like you said, Ryan Noob, like, especially after what he did last season, like, you cannot count that guy out really ever. And he is like, that guy is just made to upset people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite hard to predict what's going to happen down there because we don't. Especially with how many, and this is no offense, I hate calling it the AM scene because none of them are amateurs, but below the pro teams, it's hard to tell what kind of goes on there because everyone seems to switch teams yeah. left, right, and center. But, you know, if we're looking at the scrim reports here, you've got Top Hams, which is pre Denevator, commonly prototype in L Town. That itself's a, a really good roster, to be fair. Could easily be a pro team roster, couldn't it? Yeah. That's, that's a really nice roster, and there could be some nice stuff that comes out of of that bottom pool of players. And as you mentioned, Cryptic was a shining star that almost made it to Worlds. You know, they they only just missed out. They knocked out EG. They got all the way to winner finals. Unfortunately, taken out by Splice themselves. But Ryan Oob, he called it Tashi. He's got a, a real bad habit of making a team <laughs> and upsetting people out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, to me, this just like... This tournament's going to be absolutely insane, and I love I love new seasons kicking off a new season. You know, new settings. You've got 
new rosters. Um, it's going to be absurd. Uh, that's actually going to wrap it for the show. Uh, I want to give you uh, my guests, uh, Onset and Sims, um, a very special thank you for joining us all the way from the UK. Uh, and also, like, I'm excited to see you guys next week and hang out and hear your cast as well. So uh, any final words from you guys? It's been a pleasure, Treasure. It's been lovely. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Um, I think we're all in for a lot of surprises this weekend. I do think the new settings are just going to be absolutely incredible to watch. I think there's a lot of people excited for it. Mike kind of touched on it earlier on. There's a lot of, we've seen a new few faces coming back now and uh, fancy a crack at it. So I do think anything can happen. It's going to be a lot of fun. So everyone should definitely be tuning in because it's going to be a wild one. It's going to be a fun one. And honestly, I'm just pumped. It's going to be great. Yeah, talking about new face or some old faces coming back into the mix. I think some of the the funnest times I've had also at these recent uh, HES events, uh, kind of leading into the Halo World Champs, is you just stop by one of the open stations and watch like two open teams duke it out, and it goes down to the wire, and you just see these guys so much energy, so much passion. These guys are standing up, screaming, going nuts, <laughs> and it just brings you back to the times when like you first competed. And like how much, like how much fun you were having, and then on top of that, like how much is on the line? You're just trying to do anything you can to bring home the W. But yeah, with these new settings, I think we're gonna see some yeah some old faces. I saw talk to Nocturnal Colonel online. Uh, he said he was trying to make a comeback uh, just this morning when I was playing. And uh, yeah, we've seen Demon D and a long list of other guys uh, come back as well. So. Uh, should should definitely be some good fun in Daytona, and then catch some sun while we're out there as well. But uh, not too much. I don't know. Me and Rich must have. Bring your umbrellas, but not for the rain. Hundred <laughs> percent. We'll be like vampires staying indoors. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for tuning in. You can watch Daytona kicks off next Friday. That's May twelfth. Uh, you can catch it at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's 12 p.m. Pacific. We're starting with pro groups. So we're getting right into these pro matches to see where these teams landed after the last Halo World Championship. Uh, and that's it from us. So thank you, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>